Men, if you answer yes to any of these questions, you could be suffering from low testosterone. Do you have low sex drive? ED, always tired, depressed, loss of muscle mass, obese, loss of focus and drive? You, my friends, need to get your numbers checked. Check out Men's Health of Mississippi, located in Madison, Mississippi, and online at menshealthms.com. Guys, get your numbers checked today. Trust me, she'll thank you for it. I promise. Menshealthms.com. Men's Health of Mississippi. All right, we are live. It's the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. The last live Clay Edwards show of the week. Your boy is taking a couple of days to himself. I've uh, been slaving to the grind, quote a little Skid Row song for the last few months. So it is what it is. In about T-minus 12 hours, I'm going to hear, Do you know where you are? You're in the jungle, baby. You're going to die. That's my best Axl Rose. That's the best I can do. Uh, we're going to go see Guns N' Roses tonight. I'm stoked. I don't care. I'm putting all the politics aside. I'm going to go enjoy three hours of Guns N' Roses. And what's really cool, Sean? we mm-hmm. got Sean in the studio. Sean York Cron here in the studio. The Use Your Illusion albums came out. Let me see. 91. I, I, 91. And the, yeah. two days ago was the anniversary. Was it? Okay. Yeah, so we're kind of seeing it somewhat on the anniversary. Yeah, it was 90, 91 because... Uh, Terminator 2 came out in 91. Correct. Great call. Great you know, call. That's what it was. Yeah. And, and uh, they, of course, came out on the same day. And so mm-hmm. the last time, the only time I ever saw, I didn't see, I didn't see Guns N' Roses when they opened up for Metallica and Jackson, because that was pre-Injustice for All Tour. Was that in the 80s? Like, or, or was it Metallica that opened up for Guns N' Roses? One or the other, mm-hmm. they they did a tour together early on, and one open for the other here. Wow, because that would have been, yeah, because And Justice for All, for All came out, I think, in 88. I was and that would have been a show. year after Appetite for Destruction. I don't know why I know this in chronological history. The but. cult opened the show in Jackson mm-hmm. on the Injustice for All tour. Yeah. So it, it would have had to have been the Master of Puppets, or was that Ride, or was it Ride the Lightning? Ride the Lightning was or like around 1983. So it was Master of Puppets. Mm-hmm. Then, it was after, Justice. yeah. Yeah. So I say all that to say this. Only time I've ever seen Guns N' Roses was 91 on the coast in the Coliseum. What's this, 32 years later? Yep. 32 years later, getting to see them, same venue again. And the odds of that are really rare because most of these smaller Coliseums outside of Mississippi have been torn down and replaced with nice new arenas but you know we, mm-hmm. we don't we don't do that here we just keep putting band-aids on bullet wounds yeah it was like one of them jackson yeah you got the yeah. one in jackson yeah the one in tupelo still mm-hmm. now they have refreshed the one in tupelo really nicely now, the one in tupelo is nice i have been up there the mm-hmm. Bancorp south center yeah uh and now in defense they, they've completely redone the jackson coliseum too it just mm-hmm. still looks exactly the same on the inside but right. it, it, it isn't good it's in good shape uh andy's done a great job down there i still like to see it tore down and built a new one but neither mm-hmm. here nor there uh, the Coast Coliseum, they've done great with it. They built that new convention center. They've redone it. But at the end of the day, it still is what it is, you know. Mm. Hey, anyway, I'm excited. Guns N' Roses, going to go check them out. I don't even know who's opening the show. I think Bad Honey or something like well, that. Who cares? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's Guns N' Roses. It's yeah. one of those. That's what I talked We talked about this before. Like, it's those iconic bands that you get to go see, and it's just anytime they're close, you should go do it. I did that with the Rolling Stones a couple years ago, and I even did that with um Jackson Brown and James Taylor. Like, I just was like, okay, I'm going to see it. And Elton John, I went and saw about five years ago. Not that I'm like the biggest, I mean, I like Elton John, but it's not, wasn't really the point. It's just the point of like, these are people you need to go see once in your life. Yeah, like, I, you know, the Rolling Stones, I want to go see them. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to see GNR when they got back together early on a few years back. They went to New Orleans 
finances didn't allow it mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, we're working in the car business and small dealership couldn't get away. Multiple things were at play there. Mainly, sure. I was broke. Yeah, that's it. That's usually what it is. <laughs> I mean, if you get money, you can find a way. Yeah, mainly I was broke. Let's see here. Uh, let me. Somebody wants a birthday shout out. Hey, Carrie, happy thirty sixth birthday. Never hesitate to ask for for a birthday shout out. I love doing birthday shout outs. You got kids; it's their birthday. They're in the car. Clay Edwards and Sean York Cron are never above wishing somebody a happy birthday, happy anniversary, happy whatever. We appreciate you listening. Um, let's jump into this real quick. Let's jump into this Brandon Presley stuff. I mean, you had a good conversation late last night. Yeah, and it was actually so, we stayed on the phone so late. I normally call and have a quick. Uh, conversation with the girlfriend before we go to bed, and I woke her up. To, <laughs> oh, she went to bed. Yeah, I woke her up to tell her good night because it was only like ten o'clock. That's how old we are. <laughs> like, yeah, the lake was like ten o'clock. <laughs> woke her up to tell her good night. Uh, so we were talking about Brandon Presley yesterday. I was I was out in my garage working out, <clears throat> you know, getting my swole on. By the way, before I tell you all this story, y'all should see, y'all should see the shirt I'm wearing right now. Sean always tries to outdo me with these fancy little shirts, and well, I love printed T-shirts and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. I, I won the I won the battle royal today. I, yeah. I really did. I have a it's like a golf shirt, a polo style, and it is it's this tacky old Miss powder blue, and it's got a bunch of little tiny pineapples all over it. And what makes it great is I got it from Reunion Country Club. <laughs> I just can't believe they're marketing their Swingers Club now. Like, I thought Chaney was the only one doing that with the hats and the yeah, T-shirts. They, but... they they've wrapped their arms around it and they sell <laughs> shirts in the pro shop, literally and figuratively. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know. they literally. They, they're selling pineapple, pineapple printed merchandise in their pro shop. This is, I may post a picture of it here in a minute on the, in the Clay Edwards Show Facebook group. So make sure you go join Maybe the Facebook group. Maybe it's a selling point for the neighborhood now. Just come here. You might get to join the Swingers Club. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Who knows? Who knows? I don't, well, neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. All right. Now to, to the Brandon Presley stuff. Um, Brandon posted a picture of himself yesterday. I mean, now I can't find it now. So there is a smidgen of, uh, Maybe I didn't see what I thought I saw, so mm-hmm. I'll throw that out there. I'm pretty sure I saw what I thought I saw. Brandon posted a picture of him and uh, Miss Mavis Presley in a private jet and said, on our way to visit all of Mississippi, something to that extent. I, I saw it while I was working out between the 6 and 7 o'clock hour, and by the time I got through working out, I, it, it got to grind in my gears a little bit. Here it is, another rich white Democrat. Now, I mean, I don't know that Brandon's actually rich. He's just being well-funded for this campaign. There is a difference. Uh, <clears throat> I was like, that, that's about right. Another rich white Democrat flying around on a private jet. Because I'm going I'm to take care of you po folks. Nothing says taking care of po folks like flying your white butt around in a private jet instead of a barnstorming around Mississippi. And, of course, he comes to Jackson and goes to the most overrated, yeah, I said it, the most overrated restaurant in Jackson, Stamps. Now, I don't anticipate Stamps ever being a sponsor on the show, you know. But you just killed that. that <laughs> yeah, well, look, we we have a history, and I I would I would have probably said no anyway. Okay, I got you. So, sure. uh, just being honest, and uh, I'm just going to tell you, it's the most overrated burger. I always see people post, "Oh, Stamps." No, it ain't, bro. Mugshots has got a better better burger than Stamps. I said it. Like last night we were talking about, and the last time I've been there is when it was right next to Jokers. I don't know if anybody listening remembers old Jokers on McWillie. Right, everybody there. remembers Jokers. <laughs> it was the North Jackson Pops. What Man, I, yeah, I love that place. Like that was like the early two thousands, and we, you know, that's you could stay there, and that's uh, I don't know how many times I walked out there, and the sun was coming up. So yeah, it was a fun time. What do you think, man? What do you think about rich white liberals flying around in private jets fighting for the poor people? I mean, 
what am I going to say? I'm totally for it. Now, I mean, it's so funny. We were talking about this last like where Bill Maher talks about this all the time. And it's just like his pet peeve where he's like, okay, everybody's going to talk about climate change. And then, you know, freaking Alec Baldwin's going to get on a private jet, which is so detrimental to the environment. And I mean, so it's ridiculous. I mean, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to push that kind of agenda and then you're getting on a private jet, uh, it, it's hard to take you seriously. It's just like again, we were talking about like, like Lauren Boebert talking about morality. You know, I mean, like it's all it's, it's all it's all hypocrisy on either way you look at it. Sure. Like Presley doing that, Lauren Boebert, all those things. I mean, I think it's when people hate the politics so much. It's not so much somebody's position, but it's like when you have this position and then you do something the opposite of it. Like that's what makes everybody mad. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, I mean that's you know, and that's what just Bob. That's what makes everybody that during COVID, what the whole. Uh, what was the Chinese laundry thing that y'all get mad about? I mean, it's fair. It's like, what do you, you know, you're not going by your own restrictions. So you mean French laundry, French thing? laundry. Thank you. We're talking about Gavin Newsom, by the yeah. way, for folks that don't know, for the normies out there listening that aren't as knee deep into the wheeze as we are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, the Brandon Presley stuff. We've, we, you and I have had a conversation before and you suggested that Brandon could not run for president under his current, um, What's, what was his it? platform here? Oh, in that's this, the word I was looking for. Yeah. Platform. Thank you. Sure. I was going to say agenda under his current platform. He cannot run for president. And and I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I, on the flip side of that, I don't believe I believe if he was running under that, if he was running for president, this would not be his platform. You mean, he'd be, I believe he has that platform in him, mm-hmm. you know, and I believe that if he wins, if he was to win governor of Mississippi, that would instantly become his platform, the national Democrat platform. And it's, that's why I'm going to publicly say it here. I said it on my Facebook last night. Begrudgingly, I will be putting my support behind Tate Reeves. You're going to get the tater tot shirt? I may get the tater tot shirt. If they got if, if Reunion sells a shirt with a bunch of little taters tots on it, like they do these pineapples, I'll buy one. <laughs> the Tate Swingers Club. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't even want to vision. Yeah. Get, out, get out of my head. Get out of my head. Uh, um, but I, I'm going to be I'm going to be supporting tater tot. Um, and it's because, not because of tater tot. Well, yeah, I, I am. I have to remove what he did from, in, during COVID. I've got to, I got to remove that. And I have to look at what Democrat governors are doing nationally, whether it's immigration, gun control, excessive abortion rights. I think we can say that. I, I, I and we're going to get to this Trump stuff too about abortion and the six week ban. And yeah, Donnie's all pro choice now. You know, and I, look, <laughs> I've been telling you whether I agree with it or not. If we if we plan on winning back the White House, we, our, our, the position is going to have to change. They're going to have to tweak a little on abortion. I am zero tolerance, but I understand that I'm an extremist, so I, I'll just put that out there. <clears throat> but anyway, I had to look at all that. I had to look at how he handled the Jackson Water Crisis. Did a great job with that. I mean, that's what we were talking about last night. You know, there's Tate Reeves has got this. I'm going to just say it like an unlikable personality. I mean, that's the best way to put it. Like he's not the most gregarious guy where you're just like, I'm going to go hang out with this dude. He's I do cool. not want to drink a beer with Tate Reeves. Yeah. You just don't want to hang out. He just looks like he's, yeah, he's just not that kind of guy. But in terms of effectiveness, I mean, I can't really hate on Tate Ryan, because he's done a pretty good job in terms of water crisis. The floods initially right before COVID started in Jackson, did a good job with that. We got hit with a uh, hurricane right after he became, didn't, am I correct on that? So, yeah, it was something like that. I can't it, remember. It was a natural disaster. I mean, there had, was a flood in Jackson right year. after he, and then there was that prison crisis. He handled that well. And then he's, um, you know, like I said, then he, the Capitol police. And I know I keep jumping on this. You keep jumping on it, but it's kind of saved that area of Jackson. So I can't really, 
you know, I get really like, upset with him and his job performance. Yeah, I, I just you know, it's hard to be. And you've brought up a great point multiple times. You know, in our private conversations, you want to know where Brandon Presley stands on the Capitol Police thing, big and, time. And, yeah, and I, I'd like to know that. And I think he's already answered the question because he says that he would he would replace Sean Tindall as DPS because he wants a law enforcement officer in there. Man, I I can't think of a guy in the state of Mississippi that's a that's a head of a department mm-hmm. that's doing a better job than Sean Tindall. Yeah, and also a guy that I think is like. How about I put this? I mean, he's well liked on both sides of the aisle. Very, very, yeah. He's he's just a well liked guy from you know people like that I know that are Democrats that work for him and they're worked around him or worked for him in the past when he's the Court of Appeals. Like people like him. Like he's done. Like he, they say everybody he treats everybody fair, and you know he's just a gen all around good guy and doing a good job. So yeah, I don't know why. I mean, and and that's and, and that's what you're going to get here on the Clay Edwards Show. You know, we're allowed to be biased. Yeah. You know, well, we don't get any taxpayer funding. The state of Mississippi don't send us any money. None of that. You're going to get the truth, you know. And uh, the truth is, I just have to weigh it all out. And, you know, I mean, just like and, I tell you, and, and I just I, I can't I, again, I just keep saying it. I'll vote Democrat when I'm dead. <laughs> you know, I mean, of course, we're you know, I lean towards Presley is the Medicaid expansion thing, which I don't understand why Tate. We've talked about this many times. It's not on board with this yet. And I think Jason White, who's about to be the Speaker of the House, has said that they're going to take it up to session, that this is something that's probably going to happen in some form or the other. And uh, I don't know. I think Tate you know, needs to just finally get there on that. But that's the, that's the kind of the reason where I'm like you know, leaning towards Presley. But then when you put all these other things, I'm kind of like, okay, well, I also want to vote for Tate, too. I, I hate saying that out loud. But there's yeah. part of me that is like he's done a good job, especially – you know, in for Jackson, where I live, like I feel like he's done a good job there. He's with the water and the police. I just, what more could I really ask for in terms of that? Yeah, when so, you get down, when you get on street level issues, mm-hmm, that, yeah, that truly do affect your day to day life. I think Tate's done a great job. Frankly, as a as a right wing guy, it's hard to get to the right of Tate right now. Mm-hmm, yeah, I mean, it re- it really is hard to get to the right of Tate on a lot of the issues that are truly important to me nationally. He's he's key on those issues, and look, he's done he's done great things for the rest of the state, North Mississippi. The fastest growing areas in the in, in the country, the coast booming, booming down on the coast. Now Central Mississippi, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not so much. But I mean, Rankin and Madison are doing their thing. But I would like to see more industry come this way. But we just got Amazon. I mean, there are things happening. Yeah, you know, it just ain't happening in Jackson. You know, but that ain't that ain't Tate's fault. All right, let's take a break. Come back. We're gonna get into. I want to. I want to rehash this Lauren Bobert stuff and compare it to. Some other things going on out there, and uh, compare the outrage. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean Yarkron. By the way, if y'all guys want to text in, Guns and Gear text line 769 241 1944. The phone line 601 879 0002. We'll be right back. Are you thinking about going out this weekend? Are you thinking about messing around? And finding out. Well, you, when you do mess around and find out, you may end up in jail, whether it be Hines County, Rankin County, Madison County, or any of the little towns in between. And if you do, hey, look, I have a long and glorious history of messing around and finding out. And I wish I'd had a bell bondsman like Liberty Bell Bonds. If you end up in jail this weekend, get out of jail by calling 601 601- 825-1077. That's Liberty Bell Bonds serving Jackson and all surrounding areas. So if you mess around and you find out, call Liberty Bell Bonds and they'll bond you out. 601-825-1077. 
All right, welcome back in to the most incendiary show on the airwaves here in central Mississippi. This is the Clay Edwards Show on 103.9 FM, WYAB. Uh, hey, real quick, since I'm not going to be here the next two days, I, I want to push this hard. Stonington Farms is going to be up here Friday making their deliveries. They, they, so if you want the grass-fed difference, 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished, Mississippi-raised beef that's antibiotic-free, steroid-free, and MRNA-free, Get online now, stoningtonfarm.com. That's with two N's, stoningtonfarm.com. It's not plural. Like Kim Wade adds the S in the Kroger. It's not Kroger's. It's Stonington Farm, not Stonington Farms. And it's stoningtonfarm.com. <laughs> low blow, low blow. I love Kroger's. Low blow. That's what I, oh, man. I you didn't him, you need I, to tell me that. I, I can't I, wait to see I heard him on the radio the other day. He said it like four or five times. <laughs> I was like driving off the road. And I was like, ah, it's Kroger. Kroger's. Anyway, Stonington Farm, the grass-fed difference. Get on there. Uh, whether you're just ordering one pound of hamburger meat or one steak uh, or a whole cow, they can get you taken care of. Call Katie today. The phone number's on the website. Go to View Our Cuts. Look at the prices, see what you want, call the number, and boom, you'll have an order up here Friday. They take cash, cards, whatever. They'll be delivering to Florence, Brandon, and Ridgeland. All right, let's take a call. Well, they hung up. Caller with the private number, call back. I want to see what you got to say. Um, Sean, I want to stay on this um, Brandon Preston thing for just a minute. Okay. We got, some, we got a good text here. Uh, Chris says, I agree wholeheartedly. All politicians renege on their... Promises after they're elected. As soon as a Democrat is elected, they have to support the Democrat agenda or they'll eventually be canceled. Presley doesn't seem like a bad guy, but I can't take that chance. I was pulling for Dr. Witcher, but I'll be voting for Tater too, unfortunately. Uh, you and I also talked about something. I got a video queued up here, mm-hmm. but I, well, let's play the video first. Then I want to get to, I want to get to his, I want to get to the Mabus connection Okay, with this. But let's play, this is on WLBT. Mm-hmm. This is Brandon Presley pandering for black votes. Now, they say reaching for black votes. I say pandering, whatever. Here we go. On the countdown till general election day, we're down to less than 50 days. And Democratic nominee for governor Brandon Presley is making it clear he knows he needs the black vote. Jackson State is the backdrop for Brandon Presley's latest campaign stop. We're making a historic investment in reaching and engaging with black voters in Mississippi more than any other gubernatorial campaign in the history of our state. Voters. Uh, previous Democrat campaigns ain't done that. <laughs> we spoke with say they're glad candidates are taking time to hear their perspective. And I think him coming here will show that he he's about it. Like he this is something that he wants. So hopefully he don't talk the talk and he actually can walk the walk. As a young black voter in Mississippi, I care about health care. I care about reproductive rights. I care about social justice issues. I care about making sure that our voices are heard no matter what. And did she just read it from a script? Mm-mm. I couldn't hear exactly what she was saying. She said, I care about reproductive rights. I care about social justice issues. Oh, okay. Health. I mean, she just ran the Democrat agenda straight down. <laughs> I mean, didn't even stutter. Like a pamphlet was handed yes, out. Yes, <laughs> yes. We make up uh, a huge chunk of the, the voting force and the power. So I think it's important to connect with the youth, get them out to vote. Presley's being direct in his intention to motivate black voters to turn out in this election. Morally right thing to do. We're a state that's almost 40% black. 
And to run for governor and ignore 40% of our population not only is immoral in my standpoint, uh, but I think it is, puts us economically behind in Mississippi to think that somehow we're going to succeed without the black community succeeding. Also, I want to be a governor for everybody in Mississippi. Dr. DeAndre Ori says it's important that he focuses on issues that affect the black community, like Medicaid expansion and hospital closures. While he says white crossover votes are needed for a Democratic victory. Oh, I think sometimes candidates take for granted that, you know, blacks will turn out to vote. But if you're not hitting those issues that, you know, affect the black community, then it's almost impossible for you to win an election in Mississippi. Now, I want to I want to hit on that. Mm-hmm. I not listen to this. I, I, I wait. Sometimes I like to do things at a lot of time. I, I want to hit on what he just said. If you're not hitting those issues, you know, blacks ain't going to get out and vote for you. Well, what are those issues? This, this social justice nonsense and, and free stuff? I mean, that, that's all I hear with that. Uh, I, 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 I want to abort babies and I want some, uh, I want some social justice. What, what, define how pol- politicians control social justice. <laughs> I have no idea, but as to the bar, let me let me address the abortion issue. We've discussed this many times before. I don't think black voters are necessarily pro-choice. You know, I, I mean, for, for the most part, I think they're more conservative when it comes to that. I mean, some of them are like so. I don't know if that issue necessarily now, hits I, with them as much as disa- it does other parts of the country. I don't disagree with you if we're talking about a different generation. Mm-hmm. I disagree with you considering that I, what was the numbers over seventy percent of abortions were black females aborting I, babies, something like that. Okay, it, yeah. So obviously. They're down with the abortions. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, or, I don't know, there's a lot of people that got abortion that publicly say they're against it, though. So sure. we know that, too. I mean, sure. So it's hard to, but yeah, I, I think that's some, something like those numbers are right. I mean, I, I don't even know what the nationally, but it, it's what, like 60% that's pro, pro choice, something like that. I mean, the numbers switch all the time, but it's around that figure. And pro choice, by the way, does not necessarily just mean, uh, I want to make sure I say this right. I think the word pro-choice is, gets thrown in there anytime. If I say, okay, so if I say I, I agree with up to six weeks mm-hmm. or eight weeks or whatever, then but somebody says they agree up to point of birth. Yeah, right. That all gets lumped in together. Sure. I mean, I, I think they um, there's different numbers based on you know limits, of course. Well, like, well, do you well, believe? Well, How's it originally put? Safe, rare, safe, legal, and rare. Yeah, safe, safe legal, and rare. You know, mm-hmm. that was the nineties. That was the nineties way of marketing it was it was legal in there is that what you, or, right it was uh is it safe legal I, I, God, now I, see i knew it last week and i said yeah. it now i forgot i said no um anyway. safe legal rare i think that's what it is but anyway so uh, this, this this is just pandering to the black vote stuff and <clears throat> and this is just me talking here that's what it is safe legal rare okay i had safe, to google it real quick well, but that was what, what would yeah. safe illegal and rare be I don't know. Find out, you know, illegal clinic somewhere in Mexico. Isn't that what they used to do, I think, beforehand? Before you know, Rome? so Mexico is getting into the abortion tourism business. Are they? Well, yep. I'm sure. I mean, they, they've legalized it across the whole country to take advantage, which, say what you will, Mexico's never going to miss an opportunity to uh, to profit off of America's restrictions. <laughs> That's true. Whether, mean, it's, whether it's medical advancement, uh, steroids, drugs, whatever. Yep. You know, somebody blamed America's drug war on Mexico's cartel, or the fact that Mexico's cartels exist because of America's drug war. Well, shouldn't Mexico have a drug war then? Yeah. I mean, I'm not for the drug war. This is, I know what you're saying, way. but they're they're sending it all here. They're not really. I mean, they yeah. are they are killing each other there over you know rival yeah. factions, of course. But 
Yeah, they're sending it all over here. I mean, if, if they really wanted to end that, they could. I'm sure, but I mean, who's going to, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's very, very profitable. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so I don't I think they're going to quit. I just feel like if they really wanted to end the, drug, the, the cartels, they got a military. Yeah. Use it. I mean, right. And I think, you know, but now at this point, I mean, well, it's like institutionalized corruption there also. I mean, yeah. everybody's kind of on the take. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, that, the, the the cartels run that. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, everybody's getting paid. Yeah. So. I mean, it, it is just. And if you don't take the money, then you don't you live. Yeah. So that's yeah. what happens. It does. All right. The press, back to Presley and the black vote. Mm-hmm. If I've got any black listeners out there this morning, we'd love to hear from you. 601-879-0002. Does this pandering work? The, Cause I mean, look, we Tate ain't got to go to JSU because there ain't no he ain't got to there ain't no Tate voters at JSU. But he panders in the same way, though. I mean, he, he does you know, he, the fish fries and the yeah, and then he the, gets out there and talks about these. You know, we're going to stop these transgender folks, and he runs commercials. That's pandering. I mean, that's pandering as well to his base. I mean, I think all politicians do it to some extent. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna pander to their base and try to get them to come out to vote. Let's see, we got the phone ringing. We got Derek coming in. I want to see what Derek's got to say. Derek's black voter. Hey, brother. Hey, I guess I'll be your token for this morning. Uh, <clears throat> what do you think about all this? Uh, listen, man. And, and, and I want to say, I want to I clear one thing up too. This is pandering to the black Democrat vote. Okay, yeah. You, you know, yeah, you know what it, I mean? Get it, get, yeah, get it right, Clark. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't turning Kim no. Wade out. turning Derek out either. Or Derek, yeah. Yeah, hey, listen, man. It's never worked. And um, you have far less instances where the Republicans do it more so than the way Democrats do it. And the reason why I say that is because if you take the average black person who leans liberal and Democrat, they have no idea about the, the history of the Republican Party as it comes to Reconstruction and during slavery and where the actual conservative movement came from, which it came during the Reconstruction era. So let's get that straight. Secondly, this big switch thing that they always say happened never happened. It was only a change up in strategy by some people, former Dixiecrats, who was trying to get people on their side. That's what the real change was. Okay, but you remember the party, both Democrat by and large, were huge supporters of slavery. When you think about slavery, slavery was a liberal institution because they felt like they took it from a better situation. Did you know that? Did, did you know that, guys? Slavery was a what? Because they, it was a liberal institution because they felt like they took them from a better situation. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a liberal idea. Yeah, you're not, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing this, but you're not over there in the jungle getting malaria and blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all. Well, I don't know if that's what, what they thought at the, specifically at the time they were doing that. Oh, I, I think now it. I know that's an argument that people hear people say now, but I don't know at the time. I mean, it was economical. It was economics at the time. Like, yeah. we're making money off this. I've got a video, which may be the most bat crap crazy minute and 39 seconds oh, I've ever heard in my life, <laughs> that's right on point there. And I'm going to play it coming up next from Lewis C.K. But, uh, Derek, what do you, in closing, because i got to take my break here, do you think Presley has a chance if the black vote gets out and he can flip enough of the white vote? I, I don't know. Because Tate has PO'd so many people, I don't know. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you, I, Tate's going to carry North Mississippi and South Mississippi. Yeah, he, yeah, that he is. Now, that he's going to do. I don't know. I can't. This is one I really can't call. And those are huge, you huge know. population the, areas. The now. coast brought it home for him last time. And I mean, that was yeah. where he really and I believe strong. To, yeah, he's very strong on the coast. I mean, he is focused down there with the shipyards and all the mm-hmm. industry down there. Yeah. I, you know, it's going to be interesting. But I, I got to address the elephant in the room. Sure. I, I got I to say it, Clay, and y'all please forgive me. 
Now, if it was Elvis, his brother, then yeah, because Elvis grew up in the black church and he never made any beans about it. When that whole thing came out about he allegedly said that he don't have none for an end, that was not true. That never happened. That 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 guy that was managing him said that, not him, because he grew up in the black church and always cited black references in his music and his dance. And he never he never minced words with that. So now, if it was his brother running, his cousin, I'm sorry, cousin, right? Right, cousin, yeah. Excuse me, cousin running, then yeah, he would carry it because he understands the community and the culture. And I don't think it would be more of a pandering thing. I think it would be genuine. Wait, wait, that, that's my that's my response to that. Hold on, I need I need to, I need to unpack that a little bit before we take the break. Now, that Brandon Presley is Elvis's cousin. Yeah, that's what's. Yeah. You, you yeah, know I that. said brother, I meant cousin, right? Yeah. But you said if it was his cousin, he would win. It is his yeah, cousin. Yeah, if it was Elvis, he would, yeah. Oh, if it was if, Elvis. If it was Elvis. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Elvis yeah. would win president, yeah. probably. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I think if, you know, yeah, I agree right. there. Appreciate it, Derek. Great call, man. Uh-huh. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. I got the wildest minute and 39 seconds you've ever heard in your life. It was on the Joe Rogan Show. It's Louis C.K. There's no cuss words in it, finally. We can play a Joe Rogan clip. S- sit down, buckle up, and get ready to be as mad as you've ever been. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. Breaking rules when necessary. That's what we do around here, y'all. We're habitual Line steppers, rule breakers, and antagonists. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Cron. This segment going to be brought to you by my good friends and yours over at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Get out there over the next few days. Look, man, I get tagged, and I'm not exaggerating. I get tagged at least three or four times a week in people's posts that have been there for the first time. They tag me. They tag them. They talk about how great the pizza was. They talk about they listen to the Clay Edwards Show, all that good stuff. So first off, I want to say thank you to y'all for supporting these great sponsors we there would be no clay edwards show there would be no wyab without you guys supporting these great sponsors or especially without these sponsors so we do appreciate that from the bottom of our hearts no i definitely appreciate that so get out there they got nine different frozen daiquiris on tap and you can get them to go or delivered they got just the right alcohol mix that they're available to go Whew, that can be dangerous. Anyway, <laughs> don't drink and drive. Uh, take nine, an Uber. 12 different specialty pieces. Yeah, take an Uber. We got all kind of Uber tails, don't you, Sean? Yep. <laughs> uh, 12, different, 12 different specialty pizzas, including my favorite, the Pig, Pig, Pig. If you're new here at the Pig, 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 they smoke the pork on site there. They don't get it frozen. They don't get it from somewhere else. They don't get it boiling bag. Yeah, all that exists. And it's all right. It really is. But it ain't fresh smoked on site Mississippi barbecue. They pile all this on a on a pizza, and boom, you got the pig, pig, pig. Great crust, too. Obviously, you can do all that. If the crust ain't no good, the pizza ain't no good. The crust is great. 
Give them a try today. They're in Fan and Mart on the res, right in front of the bowling alley. They're open every day from 4 p.m. to midnight. And a little Tweety Bird whispered in my ear the other day, and by Tweety Bird, I mean Chip Matthews, told me they are getting ready to start opening for lunch and doing a blue plate for lunch. So stay tuned for that if you're out on the reservoir area and you want a good blue plate for lunch. Acme Pizza is working that direction. All right, Sean. <clears throat> Man, we got so much here. Oh, I, I know I just promised to play this Lewis C.K. video. I'm gonna get, we'll get to it here in just a second. Right. I want to bring something up. So I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. So Presley, Brandon Presley recently got – I don't think this is off limits. I don't either. We discussed this. I don't think it is either. You know, I'm with you on it. Actually, I, I, I'm with I don't think – because if you're using her in the campaign yeah. to, to get vote, to pander to vote, pander votes, mm-hmm. and you're using the name, she's got a hyphenated last name for a reason. Yeah. Um, he's he, he's married uh, a Mabus. I don't know if it's Ray's daughter, niece, cousin, cousin. Yeah. It's so cousin. They're, they're they're using the the the, the, the Mabus connection as a f- former Democrat governor of the state. And, and you know, I'm sorry, I find it awfully awfully convenient that the guy running for Democrat governor just so happens to be married to and just recently got married in the last few months on on August eighth around there. I yeah, think it was around recently just got just married like to a Mabus. And they're using her in all the campaign stuff. Because, you know, you can't run for governor of Mississippi as a single guy. I just I think it's one of the few positions, that and lieutenant governor. I think people, traditional family values people, they're going to want to see you married. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know, man. It just... We were talking about people, um, statewide makes, elected officials that were married or unmarried. Like, Lynn Finch is not married, right? Is that correct? I do not believe so, but, you know, I can't confirm that. Um. And, uh, but I, mean, I guess everybody else that's a statewide elected official in Delbert's married, uh, Michael Watson's married, so yeah, uh, for the most yeah. part, Michael Watson, is. Michael Watson's married to my sister's childhood best friend, or one of her childhood best friends. We ran into him at Neshoba. Good oh. seeing them. Uh, Laura Emswaller. Uh, oh. Her father was my pastor for a while. Really? Mm-hmm. Good people. Good people. Well, I mean, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's um, so I think you're right, though. I mean, you probably, it's kind of one of the, we're still one of those states where, you know, it's, you've got to be married. Unfortunately, I don't think that should be a requirement, but it just seems like it is. You know, yeah, I agree. And we talked about that last night about what, uh, how, you know, ridiculous this, how, like, putting your family in photos and, like, is that really making you a better governor or a better, you know, attorney general or better? I mean, but the people use that to pander. I've been saying it for a while now, and I'm tired of seeing politicians and pictures with their families. I don't care where you go to church. I don't care how pretty your wife is, how many kids you got. We've all got attractive girlfriends, wives, and kids. Everybody thinks theirs is the best looking in the world, as they should. Um, I, I just don't. That's not a selling point to me. I want to know what you're gonna do. I'm tired. I'm tired of. I'm tired of semantics. I'm tired of visuals. I want to know what you're gonna do when you get there. And anyway, that, that's a whole other conversation. That's a Republican and Democrat mm-hmm. thing. There, I'm just saying, I, I don't care. So. Anyway, the the Mabus thing. I just want some I, I single drunk dude just, to run for governor and yeah. just be like, you know, I'm out here. Like, just see that guy run. What that be like? Yeah, and like, I don't want to say. I mean, look, maybe they're maybe they're in love. Maybe so. I mean, maybe so. I mean, look, but it, it seems awfully convenient that a bit, a, yeah, a bit, that you announce you're running for governor and now you suddenly go, f- you get engaged to and married to a former governor's family member. Now, look, people in politics run in circles. I yeah. get that. That's your social circle. Sure, and sure. That may very well just, they run into each other, they fall in love. But, man, it seems questionable. I wonder, um, 
I mean, I guess you know, and we could be you know, completely wrong. I mean, they could be dating for five years for all we know. And yeah. Maybe that they just decided that was the time. Who knows? I just I just see that they were tagging her in post yesterday, and he mm. was using a hyphenated last name. Yeah. Why, why not just use your last name? Mm-hmm. You know, feel like you're trying to take advantage of that Mavis connection. I mean, he was governor, I think, ambassador to Soviet. Oh, no, he was he, a, Saudi Arabia, excuse me, and uh, and then the he Navy was, secretary of the Navy, secretary of the Navy, yeah, longest longest uh, secretary of Navy uh, in history. Let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. Hey, uh, I just wanted to say, like, I'm a, I'm a voter, and I wouldn't necessarily claim to be, like, a full-fledged recipient, but I was born in Vicksburg, but I've been all over the United States, and honestly, for this sad state, all I can say is, like, you know, shoot, everybody want to talk about whatever. Until they get the water fixed and the infrastructure set to where this can actually be a livable state, not a third-world country, I don't care who wins. So pandering to anybody, like, all the politicians suck my left peanut, but at the same time, like, shoot, they got a job to do, and if they want to keep on being corrupt, pocketing the money, whether you're Republican or Democrat, and you still have a state that's 30 years behind on everything, like, all I can say is it's just, like, pathetic to see, like, no politician can get it together either side, and it's sad that, like, everybody here is still pointing fingers about, like, you know, just either racial history because of like how dark this state really is or just from like current day just bickering to small time or small problem issues that get in the way of everybody but like at the end of the day whether you like the person or not whether you're democratic or republican or not like bad water is bad water it'll spread across the whole state and uh shoot the highways are terrible the roads are terrible the lighting is the power in it. Like everything about this state is terrible, which is why everybody like that's young leaves this state and goes to either New Orleans or Memphis or Atlanta, well, man, whatever. They are, they are not upgrading if they went to any of those three places. And I agree with you. you know, like the only place that's better than all of that is like uh, Texas. But at the same time, a city with the infrastructure that can work. You know, you have like water you can drink. It's actually a step up anywhere. So like, I mean, it's a trade. It's definitely a trade. But being stuck in a state that is 30 years behind on literally everything, last place for everything from education to health to not, they don't even have a professional team. So, like, how do you take this state seriously? And how do you joke around about all the problems going on? Because, like, I mean, looking at the matter, like, I mean, we are living in the worst spot in America. And, like, everybody wants to laugh about it. And, like, I'm just curious, when do you think someone's going to take this job seriously take this state seriously and just like actually try and do a job that can produce benefits for people instead of just oh yeah i'm you know you can you can you know kick it with me because i'm i'm the big shot you know i'm i'm the king of the uh you know the the autocracy or whatever you want to call it you know what i'm saying so like i'm just curious when somebody gonna take this state serious because i'm sick of all these clowns honestly hey brother i appreciate it man enjoy the rest of your wednesday Great call. Um, Here's the thing. (laughs) Let's quote. Mm -hmm. Let's quote our our caller, John. Here's the thing. All of Mississippi ain't bad. There are some really great spots here, but unfortunately, if you live in Central Mississippi, and particularly you had you're in and out of Jackson, in and out of these highways around Jackson, these interstates around Jackson, man, the rest of the state ain't this bad. No, it's not. I mean, it's, I mean there's so go, places, I'm yeah. telling you, get up to North Mississippi. Get down towards the coast. My parents moved to Diamond Head a year ago, I and mean, it's beautiful down there. Yeah, I mean, the I mean, infant, you know, Madison. 
you know, it, the infrastructure is not bad out there. The problem is it hasn't caught up to the traffic. Mm-hmm. But the infrastructure is fine out there. Mississippi I, ain't a bad place. Like we we get this rip, but it ain't a, it ain't bad like people think it is. We got to take a break real quick. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, so everybody hold their thoughts. We got more on this. I, I promise we're gonna, we'll start the second hour with the Lewis C.K. stuff. It is mind-boggling, but it's going to take us into, a, into an immigration conversation. And uh, I think we're hot on this Brandon Presley thing right now. So we're going to stick to that f- till the top of the hour. We'll be right back. The Clay Edwards Show. We just got a call off air uh, that did clarify that the last single governor we were, we're aware of was possibly Bill Elaine. Mm. And everybody knows the Bill Elaine rumors. Which I've heard. I've heard them too. I mean, I don't know. And I, I've heard the other side to, to how that, that may not be true. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, but definitely. it may be. I've had, I knew some people back then that worked on it. You know, were older guys that I'd met that you know worked on his campaign or stuff and told me that it wasn't true. So I don't know. That's what. Yeah, I, I heard a really interesting story about that a while back, but I don't remember it mm-hmm. to tell it because it was really about how it could have been a setup. That's what that's that's the same story I heard that they told me, and this was like when I heard this story like twenty yeah, years ago, like he, and I can't had, remember exactly he had, what he had. He had upset the wrong law enforcement, yeah, people, and that's they, the they one set I'm him hearing. up and started the rumor about him picking up little boys in downtown Jackson. That's and exactly all that. the one. Yeah, yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, Sean, we got one minute left. I want you to take us home for the first hour. You had a thought on Brandon Presley. Well, I said, you know, Brandon Presley must be committed to this governor's race if he's willing to actually get married to win if that's true i'm not saying it's true but it is true because if he wanted to subject himself to that much pain to win maybe he's the governor we need let's see you here know? now you just sent me a text and we got, we got about 30 seconds left here i'm gonna hit it real quick there was an article you found from uh that says uh is brandon presley's wife the mid-campaign game changer yeah. with an elvis connection and, and i have to i don't know if she's a game changer but they're definitely going to use it to their advantage well they said they took the they had the wedding in front of Elvis's birthplace, and they used it. And they immediately started promoting it on social media. It was strategic as well. Oh, as, this is a planned wedding. I'm on know, record. I'm, on, yeah, I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm just all, reading this, this right here. This is a 100% planned wedding. It, after he loses, I want to see how long it takes for them to separate. What's their age difference, too? We'll check during the break. We'll be right back. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on the Clay Edwards Show, and check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace.